0: I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice worst microphones. trade of
1: all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana <laughs> Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? Uh, <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million And I came dollars
2: to realize anymore. these guys are funny.
1: And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This
3: guy, okay, and folks, are is a fidget some of the best bear.
0: gamblers I've come to know.
3: If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are
0: a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. When we come back in
3: here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU.
0: Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track.
1: They have funky music, white boy. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
1: Love it. All right, All Casey. Right. It's time for the most useless hour of your day. Box presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm reading outside a terrible weekend because, of course, the Reds swept the Astros. That's just about the worst thing ever. Are we going to eat a cricket on the show? Yeah, I think
2: so. Reed, we got him right here. We got crickets? Freeze, so, dry. You know what it says right in big letters right there on the side of the can, Reed? What does it say? Not for human consumption. But Elliot and I are going to power through.
1: Hmm. This this a, is, you just this, let us know when. This, I would ex this if you wouldn't just keep bashing
4: on the city of Hamilton. I, I've said nothing but good things about this city. This city is a great city. It's my favorite city. Respectfully. So, respectfully. respectfully.
1: So last week we are out working across the, the street from where we work, and Elliot comes in and says, man, it looks like the last of us out there. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Comparing Hamilton to a post-apocalyptic world just what you wanted to
4: hear and I got no arguments now, from Hamilton yeah. from Hamilton resident Reed Mouse no arguments
1: I did take a grief with it I I'm getting better I'm you know just taking it in not just firing back and, and saying the thing I don't get is he's from the west side I mean is the west side that much different than Hamilton
4: yeah it is it's significantly different I would say yeah. worse probably <laughs> no not worse better hmm Better at every aspect. And again, I don't want to say that. I say it with love, and I say it with respect. Here's, but you
1: know, here's the thing that I
4: hate about the way that the
1: world works. The way that, especially people from the Cincinnati, treat is, in order to make them feel better, they constantly punch down. Right, someone that is below you, you punch down because it makes you feel. Like you're higher than you actually are. You see this all the time. People from Hamilton punch down at the city of Middletown. And I oftentimes will say, hey, let's not do that. Let's not punch down. Let's let's just keep it moving. Keep it rolling. People from the west side punch down on Hamilton. People from the east side punch down on the west side. Everyone does it everywhere. It makes you feel better. But here's the thing is it just creates more toxicity. And no
4: one gets anybody. Reed, you're such a silly goose. I'm spreading love. You are a silly goose, which is ironic because this city is actually overrun by geese. <laughs> On the way here, I almost hit three of them just crossing the road. They have geese crossings here. There's so many geese. So many. Why are there so many geese here? If you had to take a wild guess why there's a bunch of geese, what would you say? I would say because there's a large body of water. Yeah, yeah, but that water, a, I would say, is not survivable.
1: It is a great body of water. Well, yeah, don't don't get caught in those dams. Someone's yeah. supposed to swim across that at some point. Yeah, who's
2: that? Oh, that's I heard wait, that guy broke a bottle in Casey's wedding. Oh, Wait, 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 wait! That's the same guy. We don't know who it is. Uh oh. We don't know guy. who broke New the evidence.
1: bottle. I'm for a hand up. I'm the person who's supposed to swim across the Great Miami. The person who broke the bottle, we are hot on the case for. We are going to find him. I promise you, you will not get away with this. You ruined Casey's wedding day, and I will not stand for that. So, whoever it is, if you're watching this show, me and Paul, we're going to get you. We will. All right, guys. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds. And the Cincinnati Reds answered the bell. The bell had no pun intended with David Bell, the manager. They simply did exactly what no one thought they would do. And that is, they go into Houston and they continue the winning streak. They sweep the reigning champs, Houston Astros. I asked several Reds fans going into this week, weekend, what their expectations were. And you know what some people said? They just didn't want to get swept. They just wanted to win one game. And I'm sitting here and I tell you, the Reds hate that I sometimes protrude. Sometimes. It's no (laughs) shtick. Multiple times as a kid, my dad would take me down to Great American Ballpark and I would actively root against the Reds and he looked at me as a diehard Reds fan like, I'm just going to stop taking you. You're embarrassing me here. And I'm sorry. I was like, Dad, I'm sorry. I I can't do anything about it. I wish I could, but I can't. And after the Reds play five of seven series against teams with losing records, only thing I could hang my hat on is up here comes a tough stretch. They're going into Houston. Three-game road trip and they Get, or they do the sweeping. Last night, I'm preparing Father's Day dinner for my dad. And I'm checking my phone. I, I get on the MLB app. I was like, all right, what's the score of the Reds game? It's five to two Astros. i up. like, oh, thank God. This is finally over. And then my phone starts buzzing from Chatterbox's Twitter accounts, tweeting all this stuff. Spencer, steer this. Spencer, steer that. I literally took my phone and threw it on the floor. I couldn't deal with it. So, guys, let me ask the simple question. What was your guys' expectations going into this Astros series? And then let me ask the question after that. What is, now that they have won eight games in a row, and they play a homestand against the lowly Rockies and the Atlanta Braves who are playing great baseball, what is your expectations going into this homestand? So what was your expectations going into this past weekend? So, uh,
2: expectations, I'm not sure. I was, I was riding super high after a five-game win streak, you know, but I, I wanted to win the series against the Astros. I thought we had a good chance to do that. I wanted to take two out of the three. We ended up getting the sweep. That's great. And now, I almost say anything less than a sweep against the Rockies. I'm a little upset. So, I want to win all three of these. Three really, really bad pitchers, a lineup that's not hitting the ball right now. I want to win all three of these games. Then we go into Atlanta, 40 and 35, and who knows what happens.
4: Elliot? I, I, w- I would have liked to just uh, hold serve is my answer. So one game would have been great against the Astros. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, I asked a
1: lot of people. And they but said, o- we don't get swept.
4: But that's okay. okay. We were supposed to win 64 games. 64. We've won eight in a row. It's like, I, I don't know what I was supposed to feel, but I just wanted them to hold serve. They more than, they, they, did, they, they did that and then some. They swept them. So I'm very, very happy I now expect a sweep against the Rockies which probably means I won't get that. But this is how this is how this works. I yeah, I wanted them to win one game in Houston against the World Series champions.
1: As a baseball fan, you know what it feels like right now not being a fan of the Reds. You know that meme of Squidward looking out the window and he sees Patrick and SpongeBob yeah, yeah. playing out there? That's me right now. I'm just looking out, peering it, just so angry. All these Cincinnati baseball fans are just having a blast. And the Cubs, as I'm a fan of, are playing great baseball, but they're not playing as well as the Reds. Paul, you seemed a little chipper about the Reds and the way they've been playing today.
0: Yeah, I. it's weird to say that I would have been disappointed if they didn't take two out of three. But that's also what my expectation was with the way that they were playing. I just – looking at the, the way the Astros were stacking up, who they were pitching, hoping that Andrew Abbott went out there and delivered exactly what he delivered, and the way that the lineup was hitting, I honestly I – was I was going to be a little bit disappointed if they didn't win two out of three coming up. Because part of the reason I would have been disappointed that they didn't win two out of three is because it would have, to me – I know we can say, like looking back on the start of the series from the off day on Thursday and what we were talking about, I know we can say that only winning one game or even getting swept by the Astros wouldn't have totally negated all the momentum from Ellie's debut and everything, but it would have felt really weird walking in here on Monday morning against the defending World Series champions, albeit hurt, to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they played a good team now in mm-hmm. front of good crowds, and they got swept. So I think for all of that, I would have been disappointed if they didn't win at least at least two games. And I'm not going to say I expected a sweep, but I I expected them to go in there and win two games. and They won three.
1: Have you guys ever had more fun as a sports fan
0: than this?
1: Cur- I mean, I mean obviously the yeah. Bengals Super Bowl yeah. run, but I guess for regular season stake sake. Every game's a comeback. Every game defines the expectations. It's got to be just such a blast seeing young. Also, when rookies come up, it is so fun because they play the game so much faster. They play it with so much more intensity. It is so rewarding always seeing rookies come up. And seeing a crop of them all playing at the same time is awesome.
4: There is not a veteran baseball player out in Major League Baseball right now that would have run to first base like Ellie De La Cruz did on a ground ball to first base, <laughs> beating out the ground ball to the first base. Down three it's runs. Down three runs. <laughs> I, I, there has not been for me, and I'm a Reds fan. I hand up. I'm more of a Reds fan. I'm more of a baseball fan than I am a Bengals fan and football fan. I love the Bengals. I love that run. I, I'm very happy with where we are in Cincinnati. But right now, this is probably the most excited I've been for a team ever. I, I think I was too young during 2012, 2010. Right now is the happiest, most excited I have been about a team in Cincinnati. Why are you looking at me like that? Your face is so weird. Your face is so weird. Over there in Chicago, they go 142 years without winning a game, and you come in here and smile at me like a weirdo. You know how many years?
1: 197 years went by
4: before the Cubs won a baseball game. You know how many bad Cubs years I had to put up with? How many?
1: Not many. Not many, mm. Elliot. Been pretty good my whole life. Yeah, I didn't have to put up with a forty-year playoff drought. All right,
4: you got you asked me a question. I answered. Ser- I was being serious. I gave a serious response. I do this thing, and no, you yeah, you do do this thing. You I do this thing, thing where you make where I just me feel stare bad. At
1: people in the office, Paul hates it. That Paul will be talking. We'll be out to lunch or something like that, and you know, talking about something, and then Paul will be talking to me, and I just stare at him. Oh yeah, and he just keeps talking. And then, like after he like keeps talking, like the third time, like starts a new sentence. He just goes,
4: "I don't know what you want me to say, Reed." Like, I just Reed literally- uses just amount, just the right amount of hair gel to make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> look at that little tuft. Can we get? It? Is there a way to zoom in on that little tuft of hair? If not, don't worry about it, Casey. Mm. I'm making Casey work triple the time Sean right McVay. now. If you look He's at this, nobody, nobody uses that little tiny tuft of hair gel. That's just the right amount to make you feel bad for not having <laughs> hair gel in yourself. This is what this guy and then he wears shorts that are about three inches in length. This I, is what we're dealing Elliot's with. it's
2: empty in the clip right now. Well no, now. I, I, he asked. <laughs> me, I, read no, wait
4: a minute, wait a minute. He asked me a serious question. I, I laid my heart out to him, and he's over there laughing at me. Like I the just Joker. At you. I just this, is I this is sick. This is twisted.
2: I didn't laugh. Jacob, what about you? Now I do think I am a bigger Bengals fan than I'm a Reds fan, so I can't really compare that that last run of last regular season for the Bengals to this. Reds. I think the Bengals probably still takes the cake, but like you said, we're we're too young to really remember 2010 and 2012. Correct. In a, in a you know a real enjoyable sports fan. Now, I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, I think it's the four out of these six home games. I mean, I can't wait. This is the, just the best.
1: Which game's going to you going to? They're not going to play tonight. Why don't you guess? Tuesday night. No question. Three, two, one. Of course. My my sister in law is uh, taking her new beau out to a game for. For a date, and she was like, Reed, I don't know anything about baseball. When should I take him?" I was like, "Take him to Tuesday. He'll three, love it. Three, two, one night. Doesn't matter where you sit. Yes, we'll have a blast." She was all in. She's like, "All right, sounds like, sounds like fun. Save Great time.
2: It's the yeah. last year we're gonna have it." Elliot and I have been. Oh hypothesizing yeah, that's done. That is over. Yep, yeah,
4: that one uh, bark in the park. That one's done. These are all things that losing franchises bark give in their the fans. park will continue on. I doubt. I, it. No, it will not. No, it I will not it. not unless it's not. You know, it might continue for like twelve thirty-five games. They did
1: bark in the park at L.A. the Dodgers game saw recently someone i follow on yeah but those people are there for the dogs anyway they're not there for the they're not there for the baseball they're not there for the there's one a month that's too many
2: i think it's too many Mm. you know what the reds record was the first three two one night six and 24 reed they rolled out three two one night to try (laughs) to try to get quadruple digits in the stadium that's what they were fighting
1: you remember how expensive Bengals tickets season tickets were like four years ago oh yeah two hundred dollars for season tickets twenty dollars a game
2: yep now you can't get them for years
1: now you can't get a single game ticket right. for $200.
2: Right.
4: That's pretty crazy. Hell of a time to be alive. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, but they deserved it. Sports
2: All
1: right, let's, re- let's revisit some takes, guys. So every time the Reds win, people hop in my, my mentions, just tell, tell me how terrible the Cubs are, how great the Reds are. They just try to, like, dance on my grave. So let's revisit <laughs> a fan favorite. Uh, Casey, go ahead and play that clip from the beginning. Right before opening day, I make this take. And we don't have to perhaps play the whole thing. But oh, We got to play the whole thing. All right. We'll play Let it run, baby. You guys have fully lowered your expectations to what this Redstone is. Oh, no. Is but
4: sound? I'm going to ask you to do one more no.
1: thing. Make it a little lower. You guys know you're going to stink this year, but I don't think you really understand what that means. Yeah. You... I don't got sound. You're not gonna win 75 ball games. No, that's competitive baseball. You ain't doing that. Everyone's taking the over on those 67 wins. No, no, no. That ain't happening. It might happen. But it'll be right there. You ain't beating it. You ain't clearing it. It'll happen in the final week. You're still gonna have these conversations in June. Going, God, we stink. Yeah. You're terrible. Look at your projected opening day lineup. It's bad. Look at your rotation. It's bad. Look at the bullpen. It's bad. And your coach. He's bad. I'm just telling you guys your expectations, which were typically up here are now here. And I'm telling you just just go a little lower. Just keep on going down. Because it's going to be an awful year. And it might be an awful couple of years. Listen, I'm a big believer that what is on the front of your jersey is worth wins, is worth runs, can show up. The Yankees could be terrible. We're talking 100 loss bad. And they'll still show up here in Cincinnati every few years. And you're thinking, oh, we're playing the Yankees. They've won 30 world championships. They deserve that. Other teams, Cardinals, they come in. Their jersey is worth a few wins. It's worth a few runs. They make less mistakes (laughs) because they are laid back. And for a while, the Reds had that going for them. Their jersey was worth wins, was worth runs. Not anymore. And it hasn't been for a while. So dear Reds fans, please, 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 whatever you do, don't fool yourself into thinking that this is going to be a fun summer. Because it won't be. And it won't be for a while. So I make about 12 proclamations in that in that whole two minutes and 20 seconds. And I don't think a single one of them have held true. I say that the Reds are going to be bad. And here we are in the middle of June and they're a half game out from the division lead. I say that the Red we're going to be in the middle of June and we're still going to sit here and talk about how bad the Reds are. That's clearly not happening. I said the lineup's bad. That's not true. I say that the Cardinals will always win. That's not true. Everything I say in that take has aged like milk and I'm happy for Cincinnati fans it has. And perhaps the most egregious take that is in that was that this season wasn't going to be fun. And I think you can undeniably say that this is about as fun as you can have through two and a half months of Major League Baseball. All the comeback wins, all the young studs coming up and playing well has made this season a lot of fun, and it's shown. As the Reds have continued to play better, the viewership on Chatterbox Reds, the viewership on Off the Bench have continued to grow. And listen, did I say that? Mostly prodding at Cincinnati Reds fans? Absolutely. That was the point of the whole thing. And it did a great job. And now I'm I'm the, the Reds, hitter, Reds hater on Twitter. But I fully meant it. I fully thought all those things were going to play out. And it was just dead wrong. But I don't think anybody could have seen, could foresee what the Reds were going to be, were going to do. I think if you asked the most positive Reds fans what was going to happen with this Cincinnati Reds season, they could not have told you that this is how it was going to play out. And I'm happy for Reds fans that it is. But... I had another take that I still think we should heed to a little bit. Casey, go ahead and play this other one. And the goalposts are shifting. They're playing good ball. Like I said, 12-8 and eight over their last 20. Four, third play, tied for third place in the NL Central. A couple games out of the lead in the NL Central. A couple elite games out of the wild card. Somehow, the Reds have mastered a way to constantly subvert fans' expectations. They have mastered a way to hurt their fans in the most explosive fashion possible because they're giving you this little glimmer of hope. They're right here, right? You thought they were going to suck, but they don't suck. Oh no, they're playing good ball and we've got all these young prospects coming up. Let's bring them up. Let's fight for this thing. Maybe let's go even get trade a piece in July. And really compete for this. And time and time again, the Reds will hurt their fans in the worst way possible. You know what the Reds are? They're... They're gonna go. That's the toxic boyfriend. What are you gonna do? Can't do better than me. Somehow just keep coming back and they keep hurting you and you keep getting this glimmer of hope. You keep seeing subverting all the expectations just when you're finally ready to quit them. Just when you're like, this guy sucks. He shows up to the family function, gives flowers for your mom. You're like, all right, well maybe he's, he's changed. Maybe, maybe things are getting a little better in this relationship. Hey honey, can you pick me up at work tomorrow? Ghost you don't hear him. Don't hear from him. Then he takes you out to dinner. Things are getting better again. And then he's flirting with the girl at the bar on the weekend. The Reds keep doing this to you guys. And as your friend, I love you all. I don't want to see it happen again. (laughs) All right. So I think there's still a little bit of caution you can have with the Reds. They're having a lot of fun. I think that the second take that I make can still hold true. And the reason I think that is, is what the Reds are doing almost doesn't make sense, right? Listen, I'm always pro being a fan, riding the roller coaster, living or dying by the phrase fanatic. Ride the highs as high as they can go. And when the lows come, that's what makes the highs all that much better. But I want you to recognize that the deficiencies in this team still are going to rear their head. More than likely. I mean, maybe they don't, but it's a 162-game season. Baseball, we've seen over 100-plus years of this magnificent sport that some things hold true. And that is, if you don't have good starting pitching, you can only make it so far. And I think that is, if the Reds seriously want to make a nice run at the division title, the pitching is good. Gonna rear its head. Hunter Green's been great. Andrew Abbott's looked great through a few starts. But, you know, you can't keep coming back. Reds lead the majors in comeback wins. That's not a great stat to have. It means you're constantly down. You think that the Rays have a bunch of comeback wins? No, because they're always up on top. So you want to see better starting pitching. And then also... Rookies, as well as their playing, very rarely stay as hot as they do. They're called rookies. They're new. They're inexperienced for a reason. They're going to have their ups and downs. They're going to go through slumps. What's the old phrase that I think is a little tired at times? Wait till the pitchers figure them out. Well, at some point, one of the rookies are going to go in a slump, and hopefully it's not all. In unison. Hopefully the lineup just doesn't go ice cold at the exact same time. All I'm saying is, is protect yourself a little bit. And the eight game win streak, fun as it could be, it's going to come down at some point. And this team is talented enough to win the division. So don't think that I'm just writing them off from, from doing all these things. I'm just simply saying that there's going to be some ups and downs and prepare for it. The comeback wins are nice. They're not sustainable. That's all I'm saying. Is that... eh, You guys are
2: Reds fans. Do you guys recognize that at some point the bottom drops out? I would push back as far as I can on the don't (laughs) get all... Like, protect yourself. Who knows what's going to happen the rest of the year. Get all into this eight-game win streak and enjoy this three games against the Rockies before we have to play the Braves.
0: Reed, let me step back and ask you a question. Sling it my way, Big
1: Pimpin'.
2: That was horrible. Do you, you don't like that? No. That I say bad. that a lot.
0: He does say that a lot. Let me, let me pitch a question to you, Reed. Pitch it. Throw it at me. Do you ever just feel sad or empty that your dad is a Reds fan and that he is enjoying this run right now and you just can't share in that with him? Is there some of that projection going on? On Father's right Day, now? nonetheless. On, on Father's, Father's Day. Day You're sad, little he's heart. He's
2: happy. Cubs are losing. Your is tiny, there
0: some of this that is heart. just projecting disappointment, Reed? Do you, you want to be a part of this.
1: I have so many people in my life that I love. So many people. There are three people that I love above the rest of them, though. My sister, my wife, and then my dad. And my Cubs fandom is hollow in the fact that I have no one to share it with. I am constantly at odds with everyone in this world because I don't have any close friends that are Cubs fans. And yeah, seeing my dad happy. I do take enjoyment out of that. Being unable to share a piece of that does make me sad. Does poke holes in my baseball fandom. So to answer your question, yeah, it does. Okay. does make me sad. We just needed to
0: get to the root of the issue here. I'm here for my friends and for my people. There seems to be a simple solution to this, right? I think so. Well,
3: I mean, I think we're all thinking the same thing, it's right? It's honestly the simplest solution. Yeah. eating Eat a cricket? cricket?
2: Well, that he's eating <laughs> a cricket. <laughs> that's that's open and shut. Just become a Reds fan, Reed. That's right. Become Soak a Reds get fan.
1: In. What, have, how, what do you say, Reed? I have far too much self-respect to ever root for that godforsaken franchise. Mm. 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 mm.
2: Yeah, indeed. I'm
1: not going to be a Reds fan. Reed. I just want you to know. Like, there's no I'm, – I'm just saying this. There's no part of me that, like, even wants to be
2: that. Now, don't mm. even be a Reds fan. Well, just well, don't no, do hey, whoa, to,
0: <laughs> we're It's one step at a time. This is one step at a time. <laughs> okay. This is peeling back an onion. <laughs> My yeah. team won a World Series more recently than your team. The I have Reds? moved here. Oh. And at least and migrated into them. interest. mm I'm not going to sit here and, like, go on about it. But covering the team and following the team, paying attention, I'm embracing it.
1: I've long said that summer is more fun in Cincinnati when the Reds are good. Okay. It is, as a baseball fan. No. Not happening. Okay, that's fine. I do. Nothing would be more fun. Nothing would be more fun as a sports fan than a true Reds v. Cubs Division chase that came down to the final week. And win or lose for the Cubbies, there'd be nothing more fun than that.
4: Yeah, they'd lose. Cubs
1: they'd got be, some drive sure. to make
2: up to get there. Yeah, sure. The
1: Cubs kind of stink. That's though, what right? stinks about this whole eight-game win streak is the Cubs have played so well. They've won seven of nine against the Orioles, the formerly division-leading Pirates, and game Oh, yeah. Pir-
4: oh, yeah. Pirates are good.
1: They were leading the division when they played them. That's a reason that they're not in the lead of the division. Okay. How have the Reds done against the Pirates this year?
2: How the Reds done against the Cubs this year, Reed. Well, just wondering. Four and one. All right. Four and one. Cool, cool, cool. Sweep and wriggling? It? Or am I misremembering? Mm.
1: Mm. There was a sweep and wriggling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. They hung a banner right next to the World You were champions. busy
0: that weekend. You didn't watch those games. You weren't in a single chat that weekend.
1: Mm. Mm. We're doing a lot of mms. <laughs> a lot of mms. It's going to be fun. I don't think the Cubs are done yet. Now, if we get to uh, four weeks from now and the Cubs haven't you know, surpassed 500 and they're just lingering around where they're at right now, yeah, and then they'll probably get rid of Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman. But I don't think they're done. Playing good ball. Don't let them get hot. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
2: Cubs love to sell fan favorites at the deadline, though. Not so only do they – So, Ryan, Baez.
1: Mm. Well, how many times in your life have the reds sold off fan favorites because it's happened one time for the cubbies out right now. happened one time for the cubbies it's uh, it's working out right working now out. what about the first two times that it happened
2: It's working
1: out right now hmm a lot of hums hmm.
2: A lot of jabs
4: going around. I mean, we're just we're just sparring right now. We're, we're dancing swinging. around
2: the ring. This show's built on toxicity.
4: Yes, it is. Well, no, I came in here expecting, you know, good, honest, well-thought-out debates, and and Reed, and Reed comes in here, and he laughs at me. I give solid answers, and he walks in with that little tuft of hair, puffed up with whatever hair gel that is, and he comes in here with a bunch of swag. Am sliger, I supposed to
1: he's... do the Alabama swoop like you got?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old JB? <laughs> yeah. It's called the Bold Deluxe. It's a, it's like a bowl cut, but then you just a little swoop to the right. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. It looks great. T- t- truthfully, it looks you got great hair, great head of hair.
2: I'm losing my hair. I'm going to be bald.
4: In oh, see eight now years. he's going in self-deprecation mode. He's trying to win back fans here.
2: Could cut out the middleman and shave it when the Reds win ten straight.
4: Not happening. Not happening. Cubs win ten straight, maybe.
2: How would you do that?
1: Would, would At you any would point you would, would you root for the Cubs to win ten straight then?
2: I bet on the Cubs today, Reed. It's a good bet.
1: Smiley in Pittsburgh. i got to go see. So Wednesday we're doing box lunch or box court, right? Casey, Geno versus Jacob about whether or not Geno's a a top 10 quarterback. I think that's what you guys are again.
4: Yeah. Good luck. I will not
1: be here on Wednesday. I will be in PNC Park with my dad. It was his father's day present and his birthday present. I bought it back in April. We're going to go to Cleveland tomorrow night and we're going to go to PNC on Wednesday. So it should be a fun little guy's trip i um, excited for that. So I'll get to see the the professor, Kyle Hendricks, p- pitch against Rich Hill in a game that will not have a single pitch go over 90 miles an hour. <laughs> so it'll be a lot of fun. All right, I think we've had enough fun with the Reds. You guys talked about it briefly on the show. Obviously, the news came out with Bob Huggins getting a DUI over the weekend.
0: He has since resigned from the West. Is he done? Will yeah. we see yeah. him ever coach again? He's done. No. I, uh, I, I don't think so. I just think the climate – it's like what I said on Tom's show. I just think the climate of – college basketball right now and the transfer portal and everything else in a way it's easier to build a program because you can get guys quicker but it's also harder because you have to be paying so much attention to everybody that's transferred and you have to be recruiting high school guys and college guys at the same time at the same level i I just don't see bob huggins as the type of guy to get back into coaching to do a one-year pr tour At 70 years old. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like he's 50 anymore.
1: Yeah. Does, does Bob, let me put it this way. If Bob has desire
0: to coach, will he get a job? Oh, I think some school would hire him.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's not, it's not off the table to hire Bob Huggins over the things that have happened the past few months. I mean,
0: (laughs) would I hire him? A worthwhile job? Maybe not. Would Would I hire him at my school? Probably not. But would, would a school out there give him a job? I'm sure somewhere would probably say, "Oh, not worth, you know, give him a shot. I don't know."
1: He's what, coached for 40 years? Forever. He's made two final fours. He's in the college basketball Hall of Fame.
2: Does he have more to prove, I guess, is what it comes down no. to. Well, Do he never has won a Natty. He's never been. He's not a going natty. anywhere now where he has a chance to win a Natty.
0: No. Yeah.
2: I, I don't think if Bob Huggins wants to coach again, we will see Bob Huggins again. Bob Huggins wants to shut it down, get out of the spotlight, kind of just go live his seventy-year-old life with the millions he has in the bank. We won't see Bob Huggins again. Do you
1: do you think we'll see Bob Huggins again? I guess.
2: I think so. I don't think he's done. I
1: mean, you think he wants to coach again? I
2: think he wants to coach again. If he if he was willing to take a pay cut and apologize and whatever you know happened after the seven hundred WLW incident, and he wanted to stay at West Virginia, what? Why wouldn't he want to go coach somewhere now?
1: There is he, Bob. Don't know him personally. Seems like a very proud man, though. Truly does. Very. From what you've seen. Seems like a very proud man. And to go out on the note that he is going out on, seems like Bob as a person would want to go out on a different note. So that is the only realm in which I see Bob Huggins coaching again.
2: He also has 935 wins.
1: I think getting to 1,000. big number. You think 1,000 means something to him?
2: I think 1,000 means something to anyone that coaches basketball.
1: A Elf? lot of seasons. I know, and yeah, another
0: three years.
2: Three that's a lot of
0: seasons to get to a at
2: seventy that's not
0: yeah but he thank, he's, he's not going to coach this year which means he he wouldn't true. he, wouldn't, okay. he okay. wouldn't coach again until next year which means it would then be another three to four seasons and if you take over a really bad team
2: well if you take over a really bad team in a really bad conference
0: well yeah but i'm I'm saying say you take over a, a awful team and you win 10 games your first year, then it's going to take four or five years, then you're almost touching 80. Now Bob Huggins isn't doing that. Do
2: you think Bob Huggins at, just using Iona as an example, just because it's Rick Pitino, was just there kind of a similar, you know. If Bob Huggins goes to a small mid-major school, do you think that caliber of player would be itching to play for Bob Huggins? I do. Uh, I think transfer portal, you immediately have one of the best group of five teams. You're playing for Bob Huggins. That game is going to get more recognition than any other team at that level of basketball
0: yeah but i mean i think rick patino is the absolute perfect example because you could argue you could argue you could put up an argument that rick patino is the greatest basketball coach ever you or wouldn't know so that tom would, you wouldn't win the argument you wouldn't win the argument but you could have an argument because he has won everywhere that he's been
1: has he won a city championship here in
0: cincinnati like tom great great point <laughs> great point yeah. you wouldn't win you wouldn't win the argument But you could have an argument on it. And for him to go to Iona and consistently win the MAC, but (laughs) never win a NCAA tournament game, like that's that's about your ceiling, like a 14, 15, 16 seed. It's just it is what it is at programs like that. If you get NIL money, yeah, sure, you can get one guy here and there. But, you know.
1: So I guess you make a good point earlier when you said it doesn't feel like Bob would want to do a year of a PR tour and stuff like that but but the point I think I made is is also true he's a very proud man and I think going out the way that he did probably sits uneasy with him yeah so there's these two things at odds with one another the question is is well even if he comes back for a few years what does that look like does that rectify how this ends is it just something that he just swallows and carries on with his life. I'm sure he's got grandkids. I'm sure he's got a family that he has been away from for a long time, you know, coaching and all the the time commitment that it comes with it. Maybe it's time that he does those things. It's just a weird juxtaposition because a few things I think are unequivocally true. One, if he wants to coach again, he will coach again. Some school would hire him a small school that would get some recruits just by having the name Bob Huggins at the helm that can win some games in a small conference. I don't think a big school would touch him with a 10-foot pole until he's had success with a small school, which he's also getting 70, so he doesn't have that much time to work with. All these things are at odds, and it's circling around the question, which is, will we see Bob Huggins again? And no one knows, but I think it is very much leaning so that this is the end of Bob Huggins' run.
0: Well, I think you may you ask a good question there, Reed though, where you say, Will we see Bob Huggins again? I think maybe there is some legitimacy to maybe we're asking the wrong question on whether he's gonna coach again. Maybe he goes and does something else in, in a public setting. Mm-hmm. But he's also not somebody that strikes me as someone who has any interest in getting into anything with the media. Like if yeah, you I was gonna say,
2: can you imagine Bob Huggins on a po- on a pregame show? Bob Huggins needs to be in front of a camera as little as possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he has absolutely no interest in anything that has to do with a camera or radio or tv or whatever. So, he's not going to go do the March Madness special, you know, on TBS, CBS and all the rest. He's not going to go do that. So then if you're asking what does he do publicly, you get back to the fact of coaching and I just don't see him I just don't see him doing it again, but all right. This is what it is. Jolly Jolly in the chat
1: just said there's no bigger fall from grace and national recognition than IU basketball. They're a football school now, and they stink at football. Come on, Jolly Jolly. You don't mean that. That is not true. First off, IU had a great year this year. They knocked off the number one team in the country against Purdue. They had TJD, one of the – he's an All-American. And they are building something there. How is IU have a fall, a larger fall from grace than Nebraska football? Those things aren't even comparable. Yeah, IU in the 70s and 80s was the national powerhouse, but Nebraska was that in the 90s. Yeah, I, I think Nebraska is a far greater fall from grace than IU basketball. I I can't ever – I could see IU making it to a national championship. I could see IU playing for Final Fours. Can you ever imagine Nebraska football in a national championship football game? Not a chance in hell.
0: 12-team playoff. I still – I don't even care. It's tough to see them even competing in
2: the Big Ten. Right. They are the eighth team, the eighth biggest brand in the Big Ten now. I think the point that he was making here was – Indiana was universally a blue blood, and I don't think they are anymore. They're not, but That's Nebraska a had a,
1: a bigger fall from... You're not wrong. Indiana is nowhere near what they were.
2: They also no blood. one can deny can't that. can't be a blue blood. But
1: Nebraska had a much greater fall from grace. Nebraska was yeah. at the same level as Oklahoma, Texas, yeah. Ohio State, Alabama.
2: They were at that level. They made a... Brutal mistake switching conferences, Nebraska. Yeah.
1: But that's a that's a larger fall from grace. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think mean, you're right. IU fell 50 feet. Nebraska fell off the Empire State Building.
2: Yeah,
1: it went what, one in nine a couple of years ago. What was it? Three and nine. What was their record? Bad.
2: They were the best three and nine team. Yeah, ever. had a, had a plus covered all twelve games.
1: Plus plus a a plus point differential. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> they lost all nine games
1: in the conference by single digits and they beat one team by 49.
2: Yes. <laughs> the Big Ten is beautiful. It's
1: great stuff. It's great stuff. Alright. All right. I actually saw people talking about this. You guys talked about the the golf. I actually watched golf this weekend, guys. It was it was because the time slot. I swear to God. It was I, I never Amazing. watched golf. I was done eating dinner with my family and I turned it on. I was like, all right, the crowds were so small yeah you you made the joke it seemed like the john deere classic you guys mentioned something about the tickets so what was the deal with the tickets at at la country club
0: they just they had a bunch of tickets that la country club bought themselves that then turned into corporate tickets and they only had a handful of thousand actual general admission tickets which if you're into golf you know that the general admission tickets are the ones that are the rowdy fans they're the ones that get the people going they're the fans that actually care and want to be there have an interest in being there and aren't just there because they got a free ticket because so and so was a sponsor or they knew so and so so they only had what six seven eight thousand general admission tickets which is a ludicrous number right. just so low for a golf tournament for a space like that but like i said the course wasn't even conducive to being able to walk around being able to see everything because you couldn't get behind greens. You couldn't get to tee boxes. Yeah. It was hard to see on fairways. There were weird walkways. Just and it's gonna be there again in like I think 12, 13, 14 years.
2: They gotta change that, no?
0: I don't know, but it was tough. It's tough to watch. Tough to get interested in, except for the time slot.
1: Can we agree to stop putting major sporting events in Los Angeles? Get it's the second biggest city in the United States. I get that that is the entertainment capital of the world. But they have shown us time and time again that they don't care. So why should we keep giving them these events? Listen, when it comes to sports, they care about two things. They care about the Dodgers. They care about the Lakers. Everything else, don't give a rat behind. So why do we keep giving them these big events?
2: Because is where stop. the networks are headquartered. I, mean, I get that. That's it's that's what it is. It's money. I mean, the Rams played in the Super Bowl in their home stadium and had less than half the stands. The the national championship was just in at SoFi last last season. They didn't even allow tailgate. Like what what does LA provide for the fan, the actual fan of the sport, better than any better than Minnesota? Like that right. Super Bowl that was at US Bank was unbelievable. Like I don't know. You don't need the surrounding city to be this amazing you know whatever when you have the sporting event is the event people are coming for the u.s open people are coming for the national championship people are coming for the super bowl you don't need to have it in la or new york or chicago i think we as you know people that choose these things you're missing an opportunity to show beautiful parts of the rest of the country people watch la is on tv anyway let's have these things that people are going to watch regardless at other places
1: yeah, you mentioned beautiful parts of the the country that don't don't get seen. Right. Like Hamilton should get, get something sometime <laughs> soon. Ain't that right, Elliot?
4: Sure. Yeah. That would be good. We'll put a little stadium out there and then uh, empty parking lot. Looks like a zombie apocalypse. Um, no, but I, I think I think the thing about sports is that it's kind of for the common person. It's for the guy, it's for the everyday guy. He works a nine to five, he comes home, he drinks a beer, and he watches some sports. Nobody lives that way in LA. They're eating, you know fake meat and whatever else they do it's in L.A. Liberal, liberal. Well, Coastal no, not League. even that. Bad not bad. even that. Bad. That's <laughs> politics. That's politics, Reed. I don't do politics. But I'm just saying they, they openly don't care about sports there. The Chargers have zero fans. Zero. That's an NFL franchise that has actively zero fans in the city of Los Angeles. That's I mean, that's it's, it's crazy. That's crazy. Put it somewhere in Chicago like Reed. At least at least in Chicago, they're crazy enough to watch. I, I think I think you go to places where people want to watch, where they're gonna be invested, where they care. They don't care in Los Angeles. People the, the, the Lakers, they don't even care about the Lakers. It's just I, Jack Nicholas. Yeah,
1: it's
2: just Jack Nich-
4: <laughs> Nicholson. It's it's like they it's just it's just this celebrity show off. Whoever shows up at at, at courtside seats for the Lakers, they don't care. Nobody cares in LA about anything. But they're gonna keep putting it there. I don't know why. The only the only positive thing about having it in LA is the time difference. But if we're gonna do that, put it in San Francisco. They care more in San Francisco. Yeah.
0: yeah. Look, people want to joke about the East Coast bias of things, but if you just look at the map and look at the where teams are located and where people care about sports, I mean it truly there there's it's not hard to figure out why you look at the East Coast and you see why people care more out here than out there with sports. It's just You know, and the other thing that I always have to remind myself, and I just looked this up to to remember to make sure, you know, 112 people watched the Super Bowl. 112, 112 people. 112 million people watched the Super Bowl in the United States. Population of the United States, when that was taken, was 331 million. You're still, for the most popular event in the world, only getting one in three people to watch the most popular thing in the world. Like, sports in general... I think maybe sometimes we overvalue you're right, like the popularity of sports in general because we all work in it. It consumes so much of our lives. But just in general, how often do you go to a, a family party or something and maybe there's a pocket of people talking about sports or whatever, but there's also a large crowd that has no clue what you're talking about. And so you take that small portion of that and then you put it out in L.A. where they do not care at all. And even... The the Lakers and the Dodgers, how much do the people care versus how much do they just want to be seen? Correct. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what. I, I, like how much? How much do these people? I'm not saying that the Dodgers and the Lakers don't have diehard fans because they do. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to to argue that. But I'm just saying, like a, when we talk about like the celebrities and stuff, how much of that is just you go to the Lakers game and they sit courtside and it is what it is. It's just a night. Nobody cares about the Clippers. It's the Lakers and the Dodgers. You bring up a
1: good point, though, and, and we are oftentimes forgetful of this and the fact that it is a very small bubble. No, We are very passionate as sports fans. It's what we want to talk about. You know, you go around my – put it this way. I go around my family. What do we talk about the inside time? We talk about sports, high school sports, college sports, whatever. That's what we talk about because my dad was a coach. My brothers are coaches. Like, just what we grow up around. I go around my wife's family. No one – no one cares. My – that same sister-in-law that I told you about, that was buying t- tickets for the Reds game. She asked me on like what days that like they play on the weekends, right? Like the Reds. she didn't know. <laughs> she thought it was like the Bengals. She thought they like played like every weekend. I was like, "No, they play every day throughout the summer. From all from April to October, there's a good chance that the Reds are playing." So you're absolutely right in that sports fans are a small pocket and even smaller than you even realize. I remember going up to college my freshman year, taking Speech 101 or some, some public speaking, we had to give a speech about someone motivational, you know, being a sports fan. And I was 18 years old. I was like, can I, I raise my hand? Can I do it on Peyton Manning? And I, my professor looked me square in the eye and said, who's Peyton Manning? Had no idea. No idea whatsoever. Our, our boss, Trace, recently was talking about NCAA football and how it's coming back. And he has made the, the comment multiple times. He's like, is that going to be the greatest selling video game of all time? And I was like, Trace, no. It, probably, it might not break the top 50. Sports games don't. Because the the pocket of fans for sports is much smaller than everything else. So that is just – it is interesting.
0: I'm not sitting here – look, I work in sports. Sports consumes 99% of my life. I'm not going to sit here on a sports show and argue against sports. I think sometimes it just takes – as a sports fan, you need to have a little perspective Mm -hmm. that far more people in this country do not care at all about sports than do care. But because we all care so much, it just we surround ourselves with people that do. Mm. So then you got to remember you send this out to places like this. And again, I mean – you know, and I think Jolly makes a good point about, you know, does Phoenix care or does Miami care when when these types of cities get these big events?
1: But well, the the thing about like Phoenix, M- Miami not so much, but like Phoenix, the reason that Indianapolis is a great spot oh, yeah. to have giant events is because there's not a whole lot to do. They have a lot of open space for the fans to really engage in that sporting event. LA doesn't have as much space. There's a lot more things to do. It's a lot more crowded. It doesn't. It's not as copacetic for a lot of people coming into this city for this special event, and that's what their week consists of. That event. That's all we're saying, and a little bit is the fact that also the fans don't don't seem to care. They don't seem to come out. There's a lot more things to do. Is what it is. It's the whole point we're gonna make, guys. Before we get into the final few segments, anything else you guys wanna wanna talk about?
0: I, <laughs> Sir boy wonder, I feel bad for the people who only care about politics. What a depressing hobby There are people you know like i i, I you know living in d c and everything It's like you know we we care about sports we do we talk about sports all the time that's a, that's a lot of people 's lives is that's that's all they do. You talk about entrenching and things because you get into politics, like it or not, those are some topics that actually matter, so then you get people arguing about that. Good Lord the thing about. The
1: thing that is different between politics and sports is people entrench themselves in both things. The difference is is sports, more often than not, at some point have a light shining, right? There's a light at the end of the tunnel, something that can bring you joy. I've entrenched myself into politics as much as I could years ago, and it was constantly a state of just being upset, <laughs> like you're just constantly upset about something there is no light at the end of the tunnel even the one thing that you really like your your hardest political stance that you want this thing to happen even when it happens does it make you that happy
3: i was just had a random thought in my head could you imagine if they were like pol- pol- political prospects and we're like all oh, this politics, DeSantis. Yeah. Oh, brother, they're all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're all. Casey, perfect. you ever heard
0: of a primary? <laughs> <I'm> not,
3: I, <laughs> no, I, I get it, but. Governors? We, we don't, like, talk about it like that, though. It's it's just like, we don't, there's, there's no one out there that's like that. It, it, if it was like that, I bet you politics would be the number one thing everyone talks about. I, it was if there,
0: I think it might if there be, was there was I, I think I think I, everyone
1: has a little has a little bit of politic in them right it's let me put it this way you you, you bring up a political topic and a group of people it will always have a strong opinion somewhere out that'll
0: spark a conversation. Because unlike sports, everybody is going to have an opinion right. on that political opinion. And, and
3: let me clarify, I mean like what you had just said, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Like people that I could get behind and be actually excited about and not just be like, oh that's my political affiliation. Like you're not you're not running out here with a flag that's DeSantis Did 2024 you see 2020? right now.
2: There were a lot of flags being flown. Yeah. A lot of merch being sold a lot of merch <laughs> being sold sports and politics is not that far apart but like i'm saying politics it always ends in being upset correct
1: it always ends in being upset and, and, and depending on the team you root for people will say that about your favorite sports team that always ends in being upset why do you root for them it just you just get mad but there's a very clear light an obtainable thing that if you just got this right if the cubs just won a world series if the Bengals just won the super bowl i got it and i can hold on to that for my life even if you're an ardent supporter of a particular candidate they win the presidency now you gotta defend them for four years now you gotta everyone's like that's your guy mm. It's just not fun.
2: Should go through a list of your guys. Reed. It is your guy. Who, are, who are your guys? It is your guy, Reed. Let's talk about your guys. Who
1: do you want? Who do you want to start well, with? Well, who's
2: your favorite actor of all time?
1: Kevin Spacey was my favorite actor. Who's your favorite
2: shortstop? In the last couple years for the Cubs. Not for the
1: uh, Dansby Swanson, but wow, I right. did like Addison Russell. At one point, um, my wife, now wife and me, had a list of baby names, and I have a have a pretty. Uh, I have to filter the baby names that they have to have some Cubs relation. And the, the number one girl's name was Addison. That's gone. Um, my favorite, favorite rapper? My favorite rapper is Kanye West.
2: Yeah. Where else can we go here? Uh, favorite fast food sandwich mascot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Hamburglar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good be good bait. Hamilton Hamburglar's coming to the CABL near you sometime soon.
2: All right, guys,
1: let's wrap up this show. There's one thing that I'm going to kind of take a serious note on. And I know we have a lot of fun in here. No, know it's a useless hour of your day. That's the whole shtick of the show. But tomorrow, today is June 19th. Tomorrow is June 20th. And I know I brought this topic on before, but that marks the 21-year anniversary of the day that I lost my mom. She passed away when I was six years old. I've told you that before. And if you indulge me in a second, I would just like to take a moment to thank her. If you don't know the story... Let me go into it. Most people live their life in debt, student loans, credit cards, car payments, mortgages. I live my life in a debt that I'll never be able to repay. On that day, 21 years ago, a car was coming towards me and my mom pushed me out of the way and lost her life in the process. I was six years old, I'm 21, 27 years old now. And I can count on my hand the memories I have of my mom. They're all fuzzy. The image of my mom is based off of stories or pictures of her that I don't, I can't draw from them myself. She isn't in any of my life experiences. I missed out on so much of my life by losing my mom 21 years ago. Think of all the memories that you've had with your mom. I didn't get those. If you're a father, think of all the memories that your wife is having with your kids. But it doesn't make me sad that I lost those. And it's because of the sacrifice that my mom made that I got to experience so much in my life. Living in life, living in debt of someone saving your life is insurmountable. But because of my mom's sacrifice, I got to be so much closer with my dad. I rode shotgun in his life growing up. And they're without a doubt the best memories of my life. Because of losing my mom, I got to be very close with my sister who I grew up with. The honor of my life is being my, my sister's man of honor at her wedding. It's an honor that nothing will ever top. I got to follow my older brothers and idolize them. I got to spend so much more time with my family. And it grew us closer because of simply, I got a chance to live. And at some point... I get to carry on my mom's memories. I get to carry on my mom's, (laughs) as funny as is genetics into kids someday whenever I decide to start my own family. Because of my mom's sacrifice, I got to simply live a life. And because of my mom's sacrifice, I got to push so much more love into the world. And I'll continue to push love into this world. So thank you, mom. I'm going to see you again someday. And we'll have an eternity to make up for the lost time that we lost. So, guys, I'm sorry for making it very serious for a moment. But with the greatest segue in the history of this show, let's talk about sports gambling. Let's go in the vault. Casey, go ahead and play that in the vault. Run it, baby.
3: Uh, Oh, my God. Hey, whoa. Wait a minute. Uh Uh-oh. Hang on. It'll be there in just a second. Uh, There it is. There it is. There it is. (laughs)
1: All right, guys, we're in the vault. We are sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook, the greatest sportsbook. Right? right, Elliot? It's the
4: greatest sportsbook on the planet. On the planet. No, not, there's not a sportsbook that's remotely close to this one. That, that is how. Whoa. Paul. Oh. Well,
1: Get it off of Elliot for a second. Bring it back to me. He's, oh. he's, an, he's a not serious person right
2: now. This is a not serious show. No,
4: Paul, Paul made me laugh. Paul was trying to why make me I laugh, make laugh over there. Yeah, he was. He was trying to be a menace. Paul is over there. <laughs> Paul is over there. He's trying to make me laugh. This is what happens. Well, you guys don't see when the camera is not on people. They're trying to make you laugh and they're trying to get you. <laughs> so that's what Paul was just doing there. So, everybody, right now, go to Bedford. It's the best sports app. Nope. Best gambling app. Best sports app. Go to it right now. Bedford.
0: So- I'm sorry, but Ma- Mouse Cops, you still need to explain the Mexico pick. I can't, I can't get past it. keeps <laughs> cracking uh, me up.
2: They've been begging for an explanation <laughs> since the pick came out.
0: Why can't I support our brethren,
3: our neighbors to the south? They were playing They're the dirtiest us. team
2: in all of freaking
3: soccer. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Casey? They're one of the dirtiest teams in all of soccer, like legitimately. <laughs> all right, let's not, yeah, teams. Let's, let's not get into not politics. Yeah, please, let's not get into politics. Dirty,
0: dirty, dirty. They're dirty players, Casey. Mm, you watch your mouth. There's some people down there that, mm. Casey.
2: <laughs> dirty. I call him Popla. <laughs> dirty.
0: Let's
1: let's stay away from. The, the path you're heading down. Yeah, the yeah I mean, heading let's down.
0: not insult. What's the, wrong? Let's not What's insult wrong with the Mexican people. <laughs>
2: Nothing.
1: Okay, Until so why are they playing? Me shit?
2: Your brethren here.
1: I I can't love everyone. No. USA. Yeah. Was, why does an invisible why, line? Why actually, actually it's not an invisible nah, line anymore. <laughs> there is a very clear line now. Why are we letting that determine who we love
0: and who we hate? Why are you passing up on your own brethren, though? Because DT said so. USA all was all brethren. USA was plus money, and you picked the Mexicans. So was <laughs> Mexico. I just need an explanation. I already told you. I, lo- I have love for Mexico. Did you A lot watch- of
1: Catholics down there.
3: Did you watch the World Cup rooting for Mexico? Or did no. you watch it rooting for USA? Mexico. I, I, did you did I you root for the United or? States of America? Then why didn't you root for them now? It was just a money play,
1: guys.
0: It was just a money play. It Didn't work out. <laughs> you, you saw the betting value in in yeah, Mexico. Yeah,
1: You know <laughs> when we when the lines come out, we we do some capping of our of our own. We really try to you know, it's data. It's just all data, <laughs> and it just didn't work out that time.
2: Nathan Hines says betting on Mexico against the U.S. would be like you betting on the Reds against the Cubs, and I think that is.
4: Very Not true. Not true yeah, whatsoever. Much. You're right. It's worse doing what you do. It did. is worse. It's significantly worse. No
2: one disagrees that the U.S. is all of our team. Everyone We're all brothers and Cubs sisters here. I love United We're States. We're all
4: brothers and sisters here in the United States of America. Right. And you went against us. You went against the family. You don't go against the family. You don't do it. And you went against. And there you go with that stare of yours. And you stare at me. And it scares me. It's just a scary scare. Scary yeah, a, stare. A scary scary Stary, stare. Scary scary stare. I don't realize what I have. I have a potent stare, apparently, because it just it makes well, people feel uncomfortable. It either makes me it makes me really happy or really sad. And I, right now, it's just making me weird.
1: I find it endearing. Yeah, it
4: is always endearing towards you. It's never never uh, <laughs> never out of place.
1: Hey, hey, Mexico was was the wrong play. What else do you want me to say? It Was a bad play. I should have I should have seen the writing on the wall. I I know what happened at the Alamo.
0: You won't forget never,
1: it? Never. Never. never Alex, Alex,
4: Alex. Alex Wallace is asking a good question. Do the guys really put money down on their not-too-picky plays? So, yes. Reed, did you actually put your hard-earned dollars on Mexico?
1: No.
3: <laughs> 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 I, I, I
1: put pesos on it. Oh, mm. you put pesos on there. What are we doing
3: here?
2: <laughs> I bet on every not-too-picky pick I give out. I just want to say that. I'm a good guy.
4: Reed? Can we get a segue? I'm not a good guy. Can I get a segue? You're not
2: betting on your picks, Reed. I'm not a good guy. You're leading the people to a dark alley, and you're leaving them alone. Alex,
4: Alex, don't judge us all because of Reed because he picks Mexico and doesn't know how to bet on it. I, I, we all bet our picks except for Reed. And Paul, that one time, he bet on Brittany Griner or whatever the hell he did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, watch your mouth. The Phoenix Mercury. Yeah, whoa. Yeah.
1: Got the fake E-Train out there outside the studio. Oh, yeah. That's
4: DJ E-Train That's with it. the Y? Yeah. See well, let's now wrap up i the show. Huh?
1: Let's wrap up this show. Oh. He's the fake DJ train. Okay.
4: You're the real one. Okay. You hear that? You're the real one. I don't know. That the way you just made me Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
1: All right. If you want to bet Fred pick tonight, go ahead and take the Mets on the money line. Mad, Mad Max. He's playing against the he's pitching against the Astros. And I mean, if the Reds can sweep the Astros, <laughs> anyone can beat the Astros. So go ahead and take the Mets and minus one oh five.
2: I'm going to take the Reds. You want me to lock it in? I lock it in right now. I'm going to take the Reds, yeah, Fred. the Cubs, and the Diamondbacks today. Three-legger lagger 450. Reds take first in the division tonight. I will
1: – let me put – let me make, make something very clear. If you guys doubt that I fall – listen. I'd be lying if I said that every not-too-picky pick I've given out is followed with a bet slip. To regain your trust, I'll show you that every pick that I give out, I'll bet. I haven't bet a whole lot during baseball. Throughout basketball, Mm. every single pick that I gave out, I bet. Every every freaking parlay when we're trying to fade the entire state of Florida.
0: Greatest parlay we ever put together by accident.
1: Did that. When are we gonna get a planes, trains, and that's the we we came up with a whole list of parlay ideas, and the the one that never got out was the planes, trains, and automobiles. The 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 Purdue Vanderbilt, uh, <laughs> however however we can get the Dayton. planes, trains, and automobiles. Dayton, yeah, Dayton yeah. Flyers, Detroit. Is there a Pistons or yeah? Just take the Detroit Pistons. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh well, any other picks room for, for
2: for what we're doing?
0: Uh no, I was gonna give the Reds too, but I. That's been taken. So. Well, they're not even oh, they're Let's go on it together, Jacob. I love it. All right. Uh, any anything else? Anything we have to clean up here? Anything?
1: No, we gotta pick out lunch. Well, I, yeah, I think we do I have, think, have something we gotta clean no, up. No, 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 no. I what was that? No,
4: Reed. Where were you going with that one? That was good. Well, we got lunch.
1: Let's yeah, get it. Your Christmas lunch is already do have bought, lunch, actually. Your lunch is already bought, Elliot. All
2: right,
0: Casey. I'm gonna want you to bring that camera in a little bit oh wow we're doing this now and you got to get wet what are we doing oh, about that
4: yeah well that'll be late I, my z brazilian air pics will be out I later think You just walk
1: outside and you get...
2: wet will be post-produced this right now i don't know if you can see that it says freeze dried crickets and if i turn this to the side you know what it says right there not for human consumption but i asked the lady at PetSmart is I it said,
1: for elliot
4: consumption I said,
2: can we eat these will we be okay and she said "Eh, you should be so that seems like a resounding yes so I'm I, going to crack these back Okay,
4: yeah, out. you open those. I'm a really picky eater. I, when I threw this out, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. Oh. I
2: mean, there's like cricket residue.
4: Dude, cricket residue. Dude, please don't do this. See, this is.
2: <gasps> oh, no. No one
4: did this oh, but you. Bad.
2: No, oh, dude. No, smell. dude. I mean, you have to do this. Give, your
1: best, give your best uh, description of the smell.
0: <laughs> Why did you agree to this?
4: Oh my god. Are you taking it mean, both is- the same? Do you need size?
1: water? Are no. you just raw
2: dogging this cricket?
4: And you have to bite it in
2: half. It's two bites.
4: Alright.
1: It you, smells horrible. Can we get a zoom in? Can you Leader hold up the a cricket? Man. Can, can I, you put here, it on your
2: fingers and zoom in? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Oh. Did he eat it? I missed it.
3: <laughs> oh you gotta pull it oh. back I, I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm All gonna right. pull it back. Hang on, hang on. Let me pull it back.
4: This isn't gonna work, boys.
3: See if it'll focus in on.
2: Oh, oh.
0: I mean that—that's. We see in there. We're almost there. I
1: mean, they get the idea.
0: I that think. I amazing. think we get. Look how clean
1: that studio is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a look at our chatterbox studios. Oh yeah. All
2: right, Elliot. Chow down, brother. Ah! It smells so bad.
0: It smell. uh, I can't smell it over here, but I can imagine the smell.
2: I mean you guys you're going before I go. Oh,
0: that's a pro move right there. Cool. Oh, you guys are both going? Yeah. Hold on. Please, I know. Well, if
2: Elliot's gonna be this soft, I'll just oh! <laughs> You know what? You know what, boys? No, Double don't dare. say it, don't Double say dare. it. <laughs> <laughs> the crunch! The yeah. crunch fell on him.
1: No, Casey, oh, don't, do no, Casey. don't do it. Don't do it. Oh!
2: oh Oh. Get in front of that camera. Oh! You, oh you no! No, voice? thank
0: you. No, I'm, I'm good. good, man. <laughs> I'm good.
4: Ugh. Oh, there's no chance. Alright, oh. I, I hand up, I spit
2: it out. I, I ate two. I, oh, come come on. On. I ate two, so the
1: chat's good. Give me a give me a rating. One to one to ten. <laughs> you can use you can use decimals. That
2: is that <laughs> is not the worst thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> you don't wanna two two? <laughs> one 1-8, <laughs> oh My 2 Elliot! Yeah. Yeah, had Hell yeah. to leave the room! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here doing just fine! I actually <laughs> ate of it! Listen, it's really
3: not that bad! It's you know not know that bad. bad! It's just no seasoning! It's
2: pretty bad! That, that's, it. that's it! Leader There's of just man. No
3: season- You put a little salt on there! You put a little Tony Shasher's Creole seasoning Ooh, on now, there! Now,
2: yeah. I wanna be completely honest with the chat here, I could've taken the easy way out and got the bacon and cheddar crickets! They had bacon and cheddar crickets. I did not get the bacon and cheddar crickets. I got the freeze dried. They
1: had bacon and cheddar crickets.
2: Yes. They seasoned the crickets for, in the, the, in for the, for the, the iguanos international or whatever food, you're eating. In the international food section of Jungle Gyms, they have flavored crickets. But I went to the rep, reptile food, pet smart section because I'm committed to eating a real cricket for this chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that
3: bad. You guys should try it.
0: Oh, All right, yeah. spin the wheel of lunch. Are we yes. gonna? Yes. No,
2: I we get to eat wherever I want. I just ate. Two
0: yeah, crickets. Jacob, where do you want yeah. to go? Yeah. yeah, where do you want
2: to go? Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> uh, what do you want on the wheel? How about that? one? One spot on the wheel is these other two fools eat crickets.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll eat yeah. a cricket. Crickets, cricket. Here, oh.
1: Well, are we gonna go to the cricket? So store? if it,
0: so, if crickets rolls, then we.
1: We do whatever the other option we is. We do whatever so. the other option is. And Paul so, and Reed have to and eat. Reed a cricket.
0: And I, so, Reed and I have to eat a cricket, Correct. and then we go to whatever the other half of the wheel is. Correct. Okay, okay, so, Jacob, give us two more suggestions, and then we'll fill out the rest of the wheel.
2: Throw Firehouse on there.
0: That's a good one. That's
2: Firehouse good. is good. We haven't been there in a while. Mouse Cop, you. We, We're not going to Sonic. Sonic has no chance. We got of on Son- you okay. got your wish, Sonic. Zero chance. You got Sonic's your wish,
1: also, Mouse Cop. That picture of that foot long looked terrible. Re- it Reed, was I, bad. like
0: we do we do sticks on this show. I don't know if you know that, but we do sticks on, on this show. Stick on this show. We go on. I am I am here to tell you <laughs> that that coney dog that I ate at Sonic last week. I had two of them. Was the worst. You ate two long- feet of conies? No, no, no. no. Oh. I had. Well, she told me that the foot long. I asked her if I should get the foot long or the like a regular beef one, and she said that I the. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's Elliot. struggling. Guys.
2: You can see him <laughs> spitting into the trash can through the window
0: here. <laughs> okay. oh. Elliot walked in, took two deep breaths. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a weak,
3: weak man. He, he's going to come back here. In he a he walked right back
0: out. He
2: throws me into this punishment and then he can't he can even continue. do it. Oh, here, Are here you here kidding comes. me? Are you okay, Elliot? Are you kidding me? Bring the trash can in here. No, I'm good. I still
0: got cricket uh, in my teeth, Elliot. No, I'm good. Hey, that's All in right. the back of my throat right now. Damn right it is. So, I had two of those conies because she said that the full one, the, the footlong was pork, but the shorter one, she was like, they're better because they're all beef. It's so, okay, then just give me two. Reed, I'm here to tell you that it was the worst culinary experience that I can remember. It was so bad. There was a
4: time
2: when I was a kid
1: and that Sonic first opened. People were going around this town, this damn town, and saying that their footlongs at Sonic were better than the footlongs at Jolly Jolly's own jollies.
2: Mm. Oh, we have confirmed throw up over here.
4: Oh, he, he oh, threw you up? threw up. We got confirmed boot. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stomach it. The smell was repulsive. I. Um, the smell was worse than actually eating the bread. Yeah, it's not good. I made a mistake. <laughs> Are you
1: going to continue to do these like challenges? Well, yeah, I have to try. We
2: have an awful <laughs> lot of crickets. <laughs> so we can eat some crickets, boys.
1: We are one like away from one hundred and fifty. So, if you haven't liked, please go ahead and like it before we end the stream. Casey,
4: Casey, yeah. Casey, look at me. Yes, I'm looking. Thank you for taking that bullet for me. That of means course. a lot. Of course, it means two Jacob, people had to take it. Jacob, thank you for taking that bullet for me.
2: I can't wait to dump this water we, on you. My men are diving in the
4: trenches for me, and I just went and puked in the bathroom. <laughs> so I don't, jolly
1: jolly said next time reed is back for box lunch i will have jolly's there i don't think jolly jolly realizes how much of my personal identity is roped into going to jolly's like when when i would come home for from school first place if it was open was jolly's my dad used to bring me jugs of jolly's root beer and long because i had been sitting around for three hours on the car ride to bluffton and they were terrible because they'd been sitting around for three hours, but I still enjoyed every second of it. Jollies is so ingrained in my personality, so mu- as much as Pearl Jam and the Cubs and the Bengals are. I love Jollies. But Jollies on the list. Jollies? Oh yeah.
3: yeah. So I. Give
2: me a hothead on the list. We talked about hothead yeah, last time we were out. Yeah, yeah that's
1: right. Hothead. I forgot all hothead that hothead. My wife worked at hothead for one day. I love
2: hothead. Hot one lo- day? What happened?
1: She went to to work, and they wanted her to work the next day, and she said no. And then they wanted her to work the day after that, and she said, I don't want to, and then just quit. Wow. That was back in 2013, right when we first started dating. She had about four jobs in the first four months that I dated her.
3: This is going to sound bad. I don't know how to spell McAllisters. I think that's how blasters McAllisters.
2: <laughs> I have a gripe to pick with Sir Boy real quick. He just said, Ellie uh, – Elliot here is getting uh, Ellie De La Cruz shirtsy for agreeing to eat the cricket. I actually ate the cricket. Give me the jersey.
4: <laughs> cricket yeah, went do my I it. get a jersey? I crick, didn't even agree to eat the cricket. Cricket, went, I just crick, cricket went in my it. mouth. Cricket went in my mouth. Two are in my gullet. Cricket went in my mouth. Okay,
3: any other places?
4: <laughs> Jacob's a strong man. Uh,
3: Elliot, do you, you have
4: an option? Mad no. Mike's.
0: Mad Mike's.
4: This is electric content right here.
0: Alright. What do we got? Spin we're good, that way. Right. we're good.
3: Spin it. Just to let everyone know, I probably will not be going. Um, oh no. I'm gonna go back home and... Oh, I... Oh, go ahead.
0: Uh-oh.
3: Alex is... Alex is bad. Wow. Yeah, Alex... Alex may or may not have tore her ACL. Oh so. no. Oh, no. So, I'm gonna go back home and...
0: I'll out a little bit. Okay. Figure out a plan. Okay. Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, at two thirty. No, yeah, after boxing, two thirty. Doctor's appointment. Tested for peanuts. We'll see Ooh, big day in Paul's. It's the last time I can get tested for it. No. Oh, gosh,
1: I wanted to go to Jolly's.
0: Well, I mean, I, I guess I could. After you're twenty-two, twenty-three, you don't grow out of it anymore. I haven't gotten tested in like ten years. Good luck.
2: How optimistic. So we'll,
0: what? How optimistic? How you think? Very- I- my- my optimism is hoping that I can eat stuff that says, like, may contain peanuts. Like, I have no optimism for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. That ship has sailed. <laughs> if really? we get 200 like,
2: likes one day, Paul's gotta eat a PB&J. We'll brother, have the epi ready to go. Brother,
0: that's not even a shtick, I'd be dead.
2: We'll have the yeah. epi ready to go. What? Yeah, we'll epi We'll epi be ready. ready.
1: That's a $4,000 epi pip. <sighs>
2: Crickets is the, sticking around a long time. Crickets, yeah, is, crickets, hanging. crickets, crickets, guys, crickets is hanging. Crickets, are just. Crickets is
0: hanging uh, around. No, no, no. Trust me, I'm paying attention. Would love an all blue. Uh oh. Oh my Uh-oh. god. <laughs> we have a thirty three percent chance of eating crickets here, Reed. Nah. No. Well, well, it, no, no it, It's
3: just me and Reed. Hang on. If, isn't it? Isn't it that it has to? I feel bad. It becomes one or the other. You have to. I still really don't want to eat a cricket. Like. No. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. If it. If Crickets is not eliminated here, you guys have to eat Crickets. No, no, Because no, we no. go to the other one. No, no, it no. Go it, has the, it has to, has to win. It has to win. It has to win.
0: It's always, mm-hmm. we've always, when it gets down to the last two, we pick the one it lands on.
2: Right, but since the Crickets is not a meal item. Well, don't oh, worry it doesn't matter. matter.
3: Yeah. God, yeah. Doesn't God matter. you guys Golly. got out of something. <laughs>
4: Paul, I was sweating. <laughs> I've never had a more risky roulette Paul, spin Paul, right there. It Paul, than Paul, it's worse than you think.
0: Is it really? Yeah. It's not that bad. It's like, Keep them around I, because that that'll come back. Like Bro, just keep We them. have yeah.
2: thousands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, going from crickets to skyline, is a massive upgrade. What oh. I'm just going to
1: start. Skyline. All right, we're going to go. We're going to skyline, guys. I won't be back on Wednesday. They're going to do box lunch. It's going to be box court between Jacob and Casey. I, I heard Casey was writing up a, a monologue. As as the show was going on today. So I'm excited to watch that. I'll be in PNC. I'm taking my, as I mentioned earlier, taking my dad to Cleveland and Pittsburgh for a little two day, two, two stadium road trip. I'll be back on Friday for, for box lunch. So guys uh, have fun. And, but as always, this has been box lunch presented by bet. Fred Sportsbook. They'll see you on Wednesday. I'll see you on Friday. See you guys.